Good evening and welcome to the Sages Among Us on KVMR. My name is Taylor Wolf, one of your hosts for the Sages Among Us. And my guest tonight is Carrie Kimball, who is an English and career technical education teacher at Nevada Union High School. Carrie teaches both English and student media classes at NU in Grass Valley, California, where she advises the Prospector Yearbook and online multimedia. When not on deadline, Carrie can be found trail running with her dog, Honey, on local trails and feeding her teenage sons. Welcome, Carrie, to the show tonight. I'm really excited to have you as my guest. Um, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for thinking of me. Yeah. Absolutely. So so let's start out. I usually like to um, get to know our guests a little bit by just learning about where you're from um, and a little bit about what your uh, childhood was like and what it was like growing up. Oh, well, uh, I'll start with the fact that I am not a Nevada County native. I'm not a native, but I've been up here for, I guess it's been about 19 years now, come June 23rd. It'll be 19 years. Wow. Uh, my grandparents retired up here. Uh, they were born in Angel's Camp, and when it was time for them to retire, they wanted to return to the foothills that they loved, and they decided Grass Valley was a perfect place. So I've actually been coming up here since I was about 10 years old. I had a library card for the main branch in Grass Valley, and so I've been coming up here quite a while, and it, it definitely feels like home. I was born and raised, though, in Southern California, um, Redondo Beach, Long Beach, that area. And that's where I did my education. All right. And, and where did you go get your education? What was that um, career pathway growing up? And then what brought you back to Nevada County? Oh, gosh. Uh, my education, I was in Long Beach Unified School District, public mm -hmm. schools, um, although I was in Catholic schools starting off. So I went from private to public, saw a couple different forms of education. I came from a, a family of teachers. And the one thing that I told myself as I was searching for a career as a young person was, I'm never going to be a teacher. I always warn my students, never say never, because it seems like that's one of the things that the universe then just attracts to you is experiences like that. Um, by the way, I'm very glad to be a teacher now. Grateful for that. But uh, so I went through the public school system. And after graduating from Lakewood Senior High School, go Lancers, and being very involved in every aspect of the arts. I was a total band drama choir geek. And I do love those students at our school, especially. Um, I decided to take a few years off after high school graduation, which had my parents and grandparents very worried, but mm -hmm. I knew it was what I needed to do. So that was kind of step one, I think, in my educational pathway. Yeah. And, and what did those few years off look like? Like what was there a growing experience or some type of, I don't know, watershed moment there? Well, there was a lot of flailing. <laughs> I could share that with you. Uh, I spent some time at our local city college, our community college, on academic probation, mm. generally, because I just kept, I didn't have any direction. I went there and I took some classes, but just kind of because it was expected of me. So because I was in Southern California and, you know, the entertainment industry and being the band drama choir geek that I was, mm. since I had some friends who had... Um, connections in the industry, I decided 
that I would, I would just, I'd lead school for a little while and I would have some experiences in, in the workplace. So I got a job at Disneyland, as many Southern California teenagers do, and worked as a character for years, performed there and just had a great time. But then, you know, traveled a little and ended up in, well, in the movie business. Okay. Okay. And um, when we were, we were off air for a little bit before we came on, you, you said to me, teaching is like my eighth career that I've had (laughs) Uh (laughs) outside of being a a character at Disneyland, which (laughs) I would imagine would be a lot of fun. Um, What, what are those other uh, six careers in between (laughs) Disneyland and teaching? I, I have such an appreciation for, for different lines of work. And maybe that's one of the reasons that I thought drama was, was such an, a, a fascinating activity, becoming all these different people, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try them as a young person. You know, I waited tables as any good young person in the entertainment industry did. Um, did a lot of a lot of that. Um, worked as a PA or a runner, a gopher, right, mm-hmm. for different production companies. Ended up moving on set as a stand-in, union stand-in. Worked on Tales from the Crypt for HBO for three years, I believe that was. Stood in for so many people, had so many experiences, and was lucky enough to that during the downtimes when I wasn't working, the grip and electric folks were were kind of willing to to show me some of the ropes. So I I got to learn some of that too, and okay. camera, and uh, yeah, it was it was fascinating. However, I realized a few years in that this whole freelance life that some people find so flexible and freeing and amazing was not something that suited me well at all. I needed to, um, I needed to know the big picture. Mm-hmm. I needed to have that paycheck coming in in order to, to move ahead. So I, I figured out that really what I wanted to do was to go back to school and get a degree in journalism. Okay. Journalism. Okay. Yeah. Which I hear is similar to what what you're doing now in teaching, but um, you go back for a career for a degree in journalism. Mm-hmm. Did you have new goals? Were you still locked in on teaching at this time? Oh or? gosh, no! <laughs> it, it didn't enter my my vision at all. Um, I was driven. Once I mm-hmm. knew exactly what I wanted to do, I went back to Long Beach City College, where remember I had been on academic probation mm-hmm. and had a terrible GPA. But I went back and aced every class because I knew what I was doing. Got my general ed out of the way, um, applied to USC, which if you live in Southern California is the University of Southern California. I Mm -hmm. hear that often. Um, To their highly competitive journalism school and was accepted. And it was so exciting to head off there. And so I I got a a broad education in journalism, but decided to focus on investor relations because the economics was really interesting to me. The, the way of telling a story and blending in uh, public companies, you know, financial information was fascinating. So media relations, and I told you, it's been like eight careers, eight different lives. And, and it doesn't end there. Yeah. So what's next? <laughs> so I worked my butt off. And I was an older student, which older students tend to, right? Mm-hmm. You, you really 
focused on on goals and um, I wasn't there to party. Uh, I was already engaged and living off campus. So I, I didn't have a regular experience at college, but uh, learned so much and had great mentors there, had amazing internships, which I'm always pushing my students anytime they get an opportunity to do work in the real world, you know, to, to grab it because it's it's incredible. And one of those internships ended up becoming the job after graduation that I had. So I was working, you know, on Wilshire, Wilshire and Bundy for an agency with um, publicly traded companies. And we were going in and and helping support the CEOs and CFOs as they were doing, you know, trips to New York and talking with the portfolio analysts and creating annual reports and writing up their quarterly reports. So it seemed fabulous and exactly what I wanted to do, or so I thought. (laughs) And so just dive a little bit deeper into that for me for a second. Like, what did the day-to-day look like doing communications, journalism around finance um, for CEOs? Like, what does that, you know, task by task look like? It was about story. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm learning as I go through life, everything really is about story. Yeah. Right. So it was finding out what's going on with the company. What is the company's story, both financially and, um, you know, where they've been and where they're headed and making sure that that story is communicated accurately Mm -hmm. to mainly portfolio managers. It wasn't, you know, really the individual investor, but but the information was out there for folks who were individual investors. But just making sure that that gets communicated accurately and helping them, helping them um, craft their message so that they're understood. Mm-hmm. It's a tough, tough topic to crack for sure. Mm. Um, okay, so what's next? We we have your dream job, or so we think. Or so we thought, <laughs> yeah. And I learned graphic design then, too, Ooh. working closely with um, the folks who are making the annual reports. And I mention that because it plays a lot into what I do now. Um, I had, you mentioned earlier when we were talking, you know, any, like, watershed moments. Mm-hmm. I got a, a couple years into this job. It, it's very much like... I imagine maybe starting off in a private law firm, working many, many, many hours for not much pay. And I at least sought to find the meaning of what I was doing and looking ahead at where I was heading, where I saw folks who had been there longer and and the principals in the agency. um, What were their lives like? Were they happy? Did they feel they had purpose and value to what they were doing? And I flashed back to a meeting that I had with one of my mentors at USC, famous journalism professor there named Ed Cray. And I'll never forget sitting in his incredibly messy office um, next to him. And he said, it's kind of a gravelly voice, Carrie, do you just want to sell soap all your life? Why are you doing this public relations, investor relations thing? You should be in print journalism. You should be in broadcast journalism. Don't go down that route. But of course, I knew everything back then. Um, but I heard him and I thought, gosh, do I, I'm not exactly selling soap, but I am kind of selling soap. You know, where is the value after I'm gone Mm -hmm. in what I do? So I decided to teach. (laughs) I thought I could take my skill in writing and I could share it with younger people and help them learn how to write better. So I went back to school. 
Um, UC Irvine was close by, so go Anteaters, and uh, completed a, a year there in their teaching program, got a credential, and went back to the district where I went to high school. Not my high school, mm-hmm. but the same district, um, Wilson Classical High School in Long Beach, and got a job teaching English and journalism there. They needed someone to do the yearbook, which is generally how it ends up working out. They yeah. hire someone and say, oh, hey, here, you can do the yearbook, right? <laughs> but it being, you know, kind of journalism-ish, and it, depending on how you do it, right, uh, I was fascinated, and I, I jumped at the chance and, and really got the graphic design bug from that and okay. deepened my own fascination with photography and everything that, that comes of that. And honestly, the students, it, it's amazing. I'm still in touch with some of the students from my first years of teaching. Um, so for, for folks who might be uh, just now tuning in, uh, we are talking to Carrie Kimball, who's an English and career technical education teacher at Nevada Union High School. And we're, we're kind of walking through her background right now <laughs> and how she got to, to being a teacher at Nevada Union. So how many years um, did you teach before landing in Nevada County at, at in you or wherever here locally? And what brought you back here outside of like it feeling like home and coming up here to visit your grandparents quite a bit? It was actually a job opportunity of all things, which isn't necessarily the story that I hear from a lot of folks about how they got to Nevada County. But strangely enough, um, there was a job that that was kind of central here. And it took what I thought were the best parts of my teaching job, working with yearbook students and journalism students. Uh, we resurrected the newspaper there that had been dead for a while and just a little plug for CTE. It was so amazing. There was a printing class that actually had a printing press that printed our broadsheet. It was so cool. Anyway, um, so 2003, I had this offer to leave the classroom and just focus on yearbooks with a publishing company and and Grass Valley was the central Mm -hmm. place for it. At the time I was six months pregnant with our first child and I thought, oh my gosh, that what an opportunity I can go and do this. I forgot that little lesson that I learned about, you know, needing um, a little bit more certainty in my life and, and learned again that, you know, like sales is not a good, it, it, yeah, it doesn't work well for me. So uh, I was really happy to get back in the classroom again and um, continue on this path of teaching. Uh, I have a journalism degree, right? But I am an English teacher. And I call myself the black sheep of the English department because there's all these folks, you know, with master's degrees and from amazing schools. And I, I have a journalism degree. <laughs> but I've learned how to do all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. Well, we are right at our halfway point. Um, So I want to invite callers to call in if you have questions for Carrie. You can call into the studio, KVMR at 530-265-9555. For people, again, just tuning in, you're listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Taylor Wolf, and I'm with Carrie Kimball, an English teacher and career technical education teacher at Nevada Union High School. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk with Carrie Moore in just a few seconds. 
Welcome back to The Sages Among Us on KVMR, a weekly show that highlights people that dedicate their time towards making a difference in our community. Tonight, we are with Carrie Kimball, who is an English and career technical education teacher at Nevada Union High School. All right, Carrie, we spent the first half of our interview um, talking about how you got to where you are now and the eight different careers <laughs> you had to get there. Um, and here you are, a teacher at NU. Tell us about... Um, we often call career technical education, I hear it frequently called CTE. What is CTE and what does that look like at Nevada Union High School? So a lot of folks, when they went through school, became familiar with ROP. In education, we have to have all of our acronyms, right? Yeah. So the Regional Occupation Program, which gives students the opportunity to get hands-on experience doing, um, you know, in various industries doing various jobs, getting job skills, and not just learning the specific um, skills to welding or to um, auto shop, but also the, they call them soft skills, right? All of the, all of the things that I think those of us who've been out in the adult world, in the work world, kind of take for granted our ability to manage our time, to call someone and make an appointment, to take a call, to prioritize, to, uh, you know, and then it depends on, on which specialty of CTE. And we have such a vibrant program at Nevada Union. It's, it's a really exciting place to be. Awesome. And it's, it's, um, it's growing, too, I hear. So, and it's not necessarily, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not necessarily the path that traditionally people take. So what is, what is the value in that? You mentioned value in internships, too, and you get this great hands-on experience. Absolutely. And our community has been so supportive in this area. Uh, healthcare. Um, we have all sorts of internships available for students in physical therapy or even over at the hospital. They've gotten some exploratory work experience there um, this year in uh, construction trades, in culinary, in auto shop, in so many, so many different areas. It's, it's very exciting. Floral design, even. So for those students who aren't, say, on the, you know, we think of high school and we might think of the traditional, you know, honors classes and AP and they're, they're headed down that path and they're, they're striving for that 4.0 and, and applying to the competitive colleges and all of that. That really doesn't fit every single student out there. Not every student wants that. Not every family wants that. And so it has been exciting to be a part of a program that offers practical experience, something that's not book-based, mm -hmm. but hands-on and, and uses and develops different skills. Have you seen any examples of how that translates for our youth that are going through these programs and, and maybe that traditional route of, you know, high school, college, maybe a master's degree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not It's not the route that maybe fits best for them of them being super successful by going through these programs and getting that hands-on experience. Well, I can share about one student who is a current senior in, in our arts, media, and entertainment pathway right now. He has been working with multimedia reporter over at The Union with our local paper. Uh, he's cool. built a portfolio of photos that have been not only published in The Union, but also um, the local CBS station in Sacramento ran one of his photos. He's learned hands-on journalism. The real... He was just talking today. We had... Okay. I have to back up for a second here. We mm -hmm. had the most amazing guest speaker 
in our class today, in our online multimedia class, which, by the way, is the 21st century newspaper. Mm -hmm. um, the students use the medium of their own website to create multimedia story packages. So whereas traditional um, newspaper, you know, your high school newspaper would be printed on paper and you'd have photos and uh, captions and stories that go with it. Um, students today can think about what is the best way to tell the story? What tools can we use? And so everything that they experience um, online, social media, TikTok, everything, um, they can decide how best to tell a story and, and who is consuming the story as well. So back to the guest today. She's a professional photojournalist um, who works with Cal Matters down in Sacramento. Amazing, um, incredible lady who came in and talked to the students, not only about, you know, the usual, like, here's how I got to be a photojournalist, here's some of my experiences, answering questions, but the editors at CalMatters were open to the idea of collaborating with our class of 28 to help wrap up their story of this year of uh, how, what are the experiences of seniors during this year of COVID? How is it different? Because they were the students who had their, you know, quote unquote, normal high school experience their freshman year. And then with COVID, you know, sophomore and junior years were very different. And now they've come back and senior year is, you know, a modicum of normal, semi-normal, normal-ish. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But so she brought in eight disposable cameras for our students to take turns with. Now I know, like, our students have computers in their hands, their smartphones, right, that they're used to taking photos with. But now they're going old school with these disposable cameras, and they're still thinking the same way, you know, what, what's the story that I want to tell here? What's the best way to approach the story? What's my angle? Who should I talk to? And these are some of the skills that students in journalism, right, use. Uh, they're now capturing them on these disposable cameras. We're going to mail them back. They're... they're having the film developed, and if we can, if we're not too pressed for time, the photojournalist is coming back to have my students help her write the captions. Wow. And I guess also they're going to be publishing a photo gallery of these of these photos on um, CalMatters, I believe it's .org? Mm -hmm. Yeah, on their mm -hmm. website. What a hands-on experience. And, and you talked about soft skills earlier, too, um, and I know, like, just plain media literacy in today's communications environment is a huge topic. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? What that means to you teaching today's youth and, and doing media and journalism courses? So of course we would have media literacy in a media or journalism course, right? But students are really getting doses of media literacy, I think across the curriculum. Mm -hmm. For English, for example, uh, when they do research, they're, they're trained to evaluate the credibility of a source. They have tools. They practice it. They write about it. They look for bias, possible bias. They uh, they learn how to dig deeper than just going to the bottom of the web page and and seeing who it was you know published by or the about on it. So I think students are are getting that and just training them. Honestly, all of us, right? Mm -hmm. when, when we look at a piece of information, to take that extra step that mm -hmm. extra bit of effort and find the source. And uh, that's part of being a citizen, isn't it? Mm -hmm. In our community is, is 
gosh, I'm just thinking of some mailings that I that I received recently with the elections upcoming. Um, so I think the journalism students especially get practice with this because they're balancing all that too as they craft a story trying to strive for balance and, and getting you know information from all sides when they have the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, we only have five minutes left so this is almost too big big of a topic (laughs) to tackle in five minutes but we'll try to anyways um there is so much going on in um you know we talked about media literacy being a teacher the past two years being Mm -hmm. a mom the past two years what does it mean to you um to be a leader in our community and and really strive to find that balance in a meaningful way oh gosh when you first asked me about this show and it's called sages among us i thought are you sure you have the right person? <laughs> Sage? I mean, that's a really powerful word. And now here you bring up leader in our community. I really feel like I am I'm playing a role at our school, our, because I live in the community where I teach. I always thought that was important. And just doing the best we can every day to try to meet our young people where they are. Mm-hmm to listen to them, to give them the opportunity to experience things, um, grapple with things in a safe environment. Because if they don't do it in high school with guidance, you know, with a, think like a a safety net Mm -hmm. in the circus, right? If they don't do it in a place where they have support, then what's going to happen if if they do it later and they haven't had a chance to, to practice out their ideas and, and civil discourse, you know, things like that. It's just critical, absolutely critical. So that these are all some, we return to the soft skills, right? Yeah. <laughs> all the skills that I think they can practice. And I, I think that's my role as, as a teacher in the classroom is to help facilitate those experiences for our students and let them express themselves, learn, come to their own conclusions, and then amplify their voices. And that's where really the scholastic journalism comes in. That's pretty cool. Um, And how does finding balance go for for you in your day-to-day? Oh, gosh. I rarely find balance, Taylor. If you know how to find balance, I would love to hear it. Um, I think as one of those those people who was so driven uh, at some point in our adult lives, I, it, it seems like we're supposed to learn how to make that shift and and find that balance in some way. So, you know, we, we all have things we do, right? And, uh, you know, I love to, to get outdoors in nature when I can, um, cooking for sure, mm-hmm. going on photo walks, travel with COVID though you know everything's shaken up a little bit so yeah you know. <laughs> some good advice though and we're we're really starting to run into our last minute here so um in the final time that we have together you know what advice or any call to action that you have for people who heard this interview it's really engaging to them like what how can they engage either in the community and media literacy and um, Nevada Union and teaching in these CTE programs. 
Oh gosh, that's huge, Taylor. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if if you care about our young people in this community, provide them opportunities to practice. Hmm. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, for folks who um, have joined us tonight, Carrie, thank you so much for, for being my guest on the show tonight. It was great to have you on and learn about all that you do with Nevada Union High School and how you got there. Uh, you've been listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. Discover how you can make a difference by tuning in Wednesday evenings at 6.30. And a special thanks to our engineer tonight, Ralph. And to you, our listeners, for tuning in.